From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Football Friday here at VSIN and on the edge. We've got a great show on tap for you. Scott Kellen's going to be with us in 15 minutes. We'll go over his best bets for the week. Jimmy Vaccaro, legendary Las Vegas odds maker, is going to be in studio as well. I'm sure he'll have a couple of jokes. What? <laughs> so we got the guest list there on the screen. Oh, yeah, that's definitely uh, not our guest list. Yeah. Good thing we didn't It's good to have Jimmy V back on the show. It's been a while <laughs> since we've had him here at the uh, South Point. I love Football Fridays, my favorite show of the week. That's right. Every show is uh, my favorite show of the week, but that's fine. I get it. Football Fridays are the best. All right, let's get dive in. Um, first off, anything you want to take away from last night really quickly? Dolphins, 22 to 10. Well, I'm not get taking any win. money away from that's it true. because mm-hmm. I had the uh, Ravens on a teaser like a lot of people last night. Uh, Dolphins... Uh, we're the side I like uh, straight. You just can't. The Ravens are too unreliable, uh, and you can't lay seven or more points with a team like that. And uh, we, we t- I talked about it with um, somebody the previous day on a podcast. Said you're going to lay the points with the Ravens. I said hey, you can't lay more than a touchdown with the Ravens. The Ravens should have lost that home game to the Colts. They should have lost at home last week to the Vikings. They actually have not been that good. They, they've rallied from de- some deficits to win some big games. Their record looks better. Uh, than what they are. And I do think, to an extent, defenses kind of figure out Lamar Jackson and this offense. And uh, the Dolphins did a really good job last night containing him. I think you saw a lot of bad offense in this game last night. The teams combined, I believe, five for 27 on third down conversions. First touchdown, third quarter? Yeah. Right? It wasn't even an offensive touchdown. I guess you could say it was good defense, but it was a combination of good defense and uh, inept offense. And the Dolphins get to win 22-10. to 10. And the best bet by far last night – 
Dolphins on the money line, second best bet, under the total of 47. And it's a good thing your friend over at the bar hedged the ticket, right? She did. Montana hedged the ticket and took uh, Dolphins plus eight and a half. And uh, at least she she hedges out with a profit of about uh, $440. So I guess that's why you hedge, right? That's right. More than you had when you went into it, right? That's right. That's the way. All right. Ravens 22 to 10. We move on from there to the rest of the card in the National Football League. So we'll start at the top, work our way around. We'll skip some games that are on Scott Kellen's card, too. So first game on the board, Indianapolis and Jacksonville, 10-point favorite of the Colts with a total of 47.5. 10.5s are out there as well. Wouldn't be surprised to see that 10.5 pop up at pretty much every shop. Westgate Circa, the lone stragglers on my screen at this point right now at minus 10. Colts, two games in which they've been a double-digit favorite, two covers in those situations, although he had to hold your breath Mm -hmm. last Thursday against the uh, New York Jets. And the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of, obviously, their best performance of the season, beating the Bills outright 9-6, to but statistically not a great performance. <laughs> I was going to say, not yeah. the best offensive performance best of result. the season. 218 total yards, uh, winning that game 9-6, to but the defense really stepped up, and that's, uh, I mm. think, got to be a really encouraging uh, sign did, for the Jaguars. Who, did by they the way, step up, or did they run into Josh Allen? Well, Josh Allen ran into Josh Allen. <laughs> that's very true. How about that? Did Josh Allen of the Jaguars last week had a, a sack – an interception and a fumble recovery, right? Right. It's like he All took on it, Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills. It's like he took it personally. <laughs> yeah, he did. I think he did. Uh, by the way, the Jags have covered three in a row against the Colts. It's very true. Yeah, two of those were big numbers uh, like this one. One of them an outright win in week one last year that knocked Brent Musburger out of the circus survivor. That is true. <laughs> uh, you had to rub it in on Brent, didn't you? Uh, he he you know, takes his shots when he can. I know, he does. He loves the needle people. I will say that uh, I would not lay the points here with the Colts, even though there's a good chance that's the right side because I think it's a flat spot for the Colts. Really, uh, it is a division game, but at the same point, you got big, much bigger fish to fry down the line here. I think you get a lead on the Jaguars, kind of like the Colts did on the Jets. You get a lead, you let off the gas. Pull the plug out in the fourth quarter. And there's always a chance the Jags could, could get in the uh, back door here. Uh, so that's why I would not lay the points. Yeah, I would be in agreement there. So we move on to the next one then. This is arguably the best game on the board, Cleveland at New England. Two and a half is the spread now. You mentioned the total of 45, 45 and a half. You and I get on this early in the week. Got New England minus one and a half here against the Cleveland Browns. It was pretty surprising because mm-hmm. this was the look ahead, by the way. So it was pretty surprising to see the market initially move toward Cleveland. Look, I get it. They're a little bit healthier now, right? They're in much better shape in that, uh, in that form as they come into this game than they have been over the last three or four weeks. Last week was their best week in terms of health overall. So they're starting to get a little bit better here. But you and I have talked about this. I think the market is kind of sleeping to a certain extent on how much better this Patriots team has been getting on a week-to-week basis and how solid Max Jones, Mac Jones has been mm-hmm. on a week-to-week basis. The pressure that the Browns could bring with just four guys worries me a little bit here. But if we're talking about from a power rating and number perspective, at one and a half, it was a good value play for me there. Yeah, you're always going to be worried about something no matter what right. bet you make. There, there's always concerns on the other side. By the way, this ties in to the, uh, the Colts as well. And the Patriots, the Colts schedule after they play the Jaguars, they're at Buffalo, home against Tampa Bay, at Houston, then home against the Patriots. So a couple big games coming Easy up schedule. here against uh, two of the top teams in the AFC East and the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, here's what I like about the Patriots. They've won and covered three in a row after that disappointing start. Uh, it could have got worse, right? There was a chance it could have got pretty ugly there. But they went on the road, beat the Chargers. Uh, now they're a team that's, I think – uh, playing up to my preseason expectations at this point. The pass defense has improved. Uh, the running attack has uh, been pretty consistent. I think that really complements a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones, who 
He's been efficient. He has, he has not hit for a lot of big plays, JVT, but it's not like the Patriots have a bunch of big play receivers right. either. And uh, But they've converted third downs when they've had to, and Mac Jones has completed 68% of his passes, which is a pretty good figure. Uh, I made the decision to play the Patriots before the announcement that Nick Chubb tested positive for COVID-19. Do we right. have clarification on his status yet today? Uh, I haven't I was, seen anything official. I, I believe from what I read, though, he is vaccinated. So there is a uh, – nope, actually, as, as of an hour ago, ruled out for Sunday. He is ruled yep, out. As of an hour ago, so. Okay. Uh, so I think that makes the Patriots an even better bet in this spot. The Browns, 13-6, and six, averaging 27.3 points with Chubb the past two seasons. 3-3, three and three, averaging 18.8 points without Chubb. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to have to do more to carry this offense. That's always a scary mm-hmm. prospect if you're on the Cleveland side in this game. So with Chubb ruled out, uh, either way, I was going to—I bet the Patriots minus one and a half early in the week. But with Chubb ruled out, I think the Patriots are an even better bet here. I'd say lay the cheap price with the Pats. Can you still lay two out there? You can still lay two at a few spots. Two and a half is uh, the prevalent number on the board, but I would say – the Pats minus two is a good play. Yep, and remember, too, it's not just Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. Demetri Felton also tested positive in that running back room. Kareem Hunt still on injured reserve. Yep. So Dearness Johnson, who did a pretty good job against uh, you know sure. the, Bron- the Broncos on Thursday night. You and I have talked about how running backs, even as good as Nick Chubb or right, um, uh, Derrick Henry, aren't really worth that much to a point spread. So. Well, they're not worth that much to the point spread, but... Um... You know, I, this they, is also a massive injuries at one position. That's very important. Cluster injuries. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You get you got at least two. You could say Felton counts three key injuries at this position. Um, and Nick Chubb right now is running like one of the top three backs in the NFL. Yep. So I think the Patriots have no excuses here. You got to win this game at home. All right, let's go to two forty five, two forty six. Then the. Atlanta Falcons on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know where I stand on this. Falcons catch a nine and a half with a total of 54 and a half. You want to lay nine? It's still out there. Uh, but Matt Ryan, since that matchup against the Washington football team, highest graded quarterback by PFF standards, we went through it on do the numbers. This, this Falcons offense is operating at a pretty high level, uh, high enough to, I think, stay within a pretty inflated number here for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, to recap uh, your do the numbers segment this week, the last five games, the Falcons 25.4 points per game, 5.7 yards per play, 34.6 yards per drive. You had those numbers, and those all indicate how that Falcons offense wow, remember, has uh, huh? really come around. Yeah. Uh, by Thanks, the way, man. Matt Ryan has 11 TDs in yep. those five games. And uh, the Falcons have played six straight games decided by seven points or fewer. The Cowboys in a definite flat spot last week. I'm not going to make excuses for them, though. Sometimes they come up flat in a home favorite role, especially the big home favorite role. And uh, I think the Falcons have to come into this game with a lot of confidence. They just won in New Orleans. Not only did they win after blowing a 24-6 to lead, uh, but they dominated really the first three quarters of that game. So I'm on the Falcons here plus 9.5. There's one spot, a distant spot out there where you can get 10, uh, but I don't have access to that book. I went ahead and took 9.5. Far away land, huh? Well, we don't have that book in Nevada. Ah, okay, of course. Hmm. All right, uh, we move on from there to the New Orleans Saints, as best say Pelicans, taking on the Tennessee Titans. This is 249-250, of course. Two and a half the spread for the Tennessee Titans. Total of 44. Not surprised to see the Saints get the action. I, you know, I was uh, flirting with potentially, and still have, of course, can, use the Saints in a contest and play them if you're catching the three here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you're looking at the, you know, the Titans have done a tremendous job. They have overcome injury. They have overcome a very tough schedule. But last week, you kind of saw, you kind of finally saw their offense hit the wall. It wasn't really that great of a performance yeah. against the Rams. They just got spotted those two touchdowns. Yep. I think the, the Saints would be the side here if you're getting that three. 
Yeah, it's, I think it's a good situational spot for the Saints. Yeah. You know, I hate to keep mentioning flat spots, but this should be a flat spot for the Titans off four big wins in a row against the Bills. <laughs> yeah, we've said that before. And it hasn't it's played the third out that straight way, week so, in a row, right? Yeah. Um, approach with caution. But they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Rams. And then, you know, eventually the Derrick Henry absence is going to surface here and it's going to affect this offense because Ryan Tannehill's numbers aren't that great and they're going to get worse without uh, Derrick Henry. Top two backs in the league, I would say right now, are Chubb and Henry, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. By the way, the Saints, Jonathan have, they're thriving in this role. The Saints are 3-0 and straight up as dogs this year, and they beat good teams. They beat the Packers, the Patriots, and the Bucks. Uh, I think the Saints – I would have put the Saints plus three on my best bet card today, but I forgot it. Uh, I'm going to use the Saints as contest plays yep. uh, this week and bet the Saints plus three. All right, let's go to Tampa Bay, Washington, really quickly. Then, do you have anything here? Uh, Buccaneers again, as we get the news, uh, Rob Gronkowski and, of course, uh, Antonio Brown still not available for this team as they move into this matchup with the Washington football team, still sitting at 9.5 with a half of the total of 51.5. Yeah, the Washington's been a hideous team against the spread. That's pretty obvious to everybody. 1 and 7 ATS, very close to being 0 and 8 straight up. Yep. Oh, <laughs> very close to being 0 and 8 straight up. But the Bucs and Tom Brady have not been good on the road. 0-4 against the spread on the road. And by the way, the Bucs off a bye. And I've said this many times, the bye is not always a good thing. A lot of handicappers assume that. NFL teams off the bye this season, 3-9 and nine against the spread. All of that said, I want nothing to do with Washington. I was going to say, that's not very good now, is it? No. Well, Tampa Bay, by the way, a sign of a <laughs> uh, sign of their overrated nature too on the season three and five ATS despite a six and two straight up record. So market has really overvalued them. On the other side, Scott Kellen's going to be with us. We we'll get his best bets for the coming week in the National Football League. of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you 
straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com, get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. vcin.com slash another three letters, JVT. Just throw it out there. All right, let's welcome it. Scott Kellen at Sixth Sense NFL up on Twitter. Scott, always good to talk to you, sir. we got a bunch of games that I know you have on your card. Let's start in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills on the road against the New York Jets. Bills right now. Uh, let's see. We're looking at, uh, I've got on my screen, 12.5 with a total of 47.5 or 48. What's the handicap, sir? All right, here we go. Uh, and thanks, guys. Good to be with you. Uh, I was thinking back this morning, JBT. I don't think I've ever laid double digits on the road in the NFL before. Uh, but I'm going to do it here. Uh a, because uh, I make the number about 15 and a half. So I think we got a little bit of value with Buffalo here. Uh, but also, I think it's a pretty good, they're out, they're clearly going to be focused here uh, after what happened last week. That doesn't uh, obviously guarantee success, but I think we're going to get a full focus here. But um, also because of the matchup, I like the matchup a little bit. Buffalo, number three in the league for me in sack percentage allowed uh, versus a Jets team that's number 21 in generating pressure. So they should have time to be able to throw the ball. On the other side for the Jets, uh, I saw something from Mike White today. He said uh, he should have been the first overall pick. So, obviously, if he plays like that, uh, you know, we're probably not covering the 12 and a half. But um, Jets are number 23 in allowing sacks. Buffalo, number one in pressure. Should be some pressure there. And going back to last year when Buffalo kind of got this little bit better offense with Stephon Diggs and whatnot, Bills have scored 30 or more as road favorites in six of their last nine games. Clearly did not do that last week. Heck, they could have shut out Jacksonville and still would not have covered that game, of course. But in those nine games, they were road favorites. Five of those games, they played teams that averaged 20 points or less. Jets coming in averaging 18. Four of those teams, they allowed 10 points or less. Jacksonville, one of them last week, allowing nine. And the only other game, they allowed 19. So, there's a very good chance here in my mind, unless, again, Mike White turns out to be something that we don't think he is, uh, that they're scoring 17 or less. Also, I think a pretty good chance, despite some of the offensive woes here lately, that they get to 30-31. And I think that gets us a cover of 12 and a half if those two things play out. 
Follow Scott at Six Cents NFL. Scott, you're playing a big road favorite there with the Bills, and uh, you played one last night. So did a lot of people with the Ravens on a teaser. I know you had the Ravens uh, knocked down to minus one and a half. What did you take away from that game? Was that more of a uh, a negative about the Ravens, uh, the statement about their performance last night, or did you see more positives with the Dolphins? Uh, that's a good question, Matt. I I think it's a little bit more of a negative on Baltimore. It, you know, Miami, I, I did look at it and say, okay, I had Houston the week before against Miami, and they caused a lot of problems for Houston, which is just Houston, of course. But, um, you know, it was a pretty good game plan, and that defense seems to be playing. And remember, two weeks ago, Miami went into Buffalo, played them very close, Ultimately, Buffalo got the cover, but it was probably a pretty lucky cover in that game. So maybe there's something coming from Miami here. But man, when the Ravens just could not adjust at all, they could not do anything. Um, and that's a little concerning that they can't make mm -hmm. proper adjustments and, and do something more in that game. So uh, I'm a little worried about the Ravens from what I saw from that game as well. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, let's uh, move on to Seattle and Green Bay. A lot to talk about with this game, Scott. Uh, Seahawks and Packers, a number right now at three and a half at most spots. Total of 49 and a half. You start with the quarterbacks here. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to get Russell Wilson. He's going to be fine, uh, I think. Uh, hopefully there's no rust. Um, and pretty sure Rodgers plays. I guess there's a slight chance something could pop up, but I would expect him to be playing. I like the over here. Pretty sim simplistic uh, analysis for me here. I made the number 52 and a half. That was assuming Bakhtiari's going to play. It looks like he's doubtful. Uh, so that hurts a little bit, but I'm still at a total of 52. So I think we got some value. Could be a little weather. I don't think the snow is going to be an issue. It's going to be 40 degrees. I don't think that's an issue. Maybe a little wind, uh, but I don't think that's going to cause this game uh, to be set back from that standpoint. I just like uh, both team, Both these teams, I think, can move the ball. I still do not believe in Green Bay secondary. They've got injuries back there. They've done a good job. Let's give them credit for that. But I just think Seattle's coming with a couple of receivers that can take advantage of that. Wilson back. I think they'll be able to move the ball. Packers are awful defending the run. Seattle should have some success there. Seattle hasn't been great defending the run. Uh, and I think Green Bay can get some points against this Seattle secondary as well. So, again, I make the number 52. There's a little bit of value to the over. So I like the over in this game. Scott Kellen with a 610 NFL. All right, let's go to Philly and Denver really quick. Philly had covered three out of four before the loss last week to the Los Angeles Chargers, taking on a Denver team coming off of a pretty big high and beating up Dallas Cowboys on the road. What do you say here, Scott? Uh, I like Philly in a teaser, uh, get it up to eight and a half. They run the ball well. Denver does not stop the run well. Philly's uh, detriment here, number 31 in the league in pass defense for me, but I'm not sure Denver can take advantage of that. Uh, the teams that have really beat Philly bad in the secondary, the Dallas's, KC's, Tampa Bay's, the Vegas's, uh, and even the Chargers, I don't think Denver can do that. And Denver's down three offensive linemen, possibly a fourth one. I think that makes it tougher because that Philly defensive line can really make life miserable, I think, for that Denver offensive line as well. Getting more than a touchdown, I think, is a fairly decent wager for Philly here in a teaser. All right, the Denver run defense has been springing some leaks, allowing 5.1 yards per carry in the last three games. Uh, I've talked to a few bookmakers who said they've seen sharp money consistently this week on the Eagles plus three and the Saints plus three. A little bad news if you bet the Saints. Alvin Kamara running back has been ruled out for Sunday on the New Orleans side. All right, Scott, let's get to uh, your last game on the card here. Chiefs and Raiders, Sunday night in Vegas is going to be a good one. The number is uh, two and a half at most spots. You, you can't find a three somewhere if you like the uh, the Raiders side, total of uh, 52. Yeah, I would tease this at the two and a half. Let's get it up to eight and a half. Tease it with that Philly one I just mentioned. 
Uh, I make Kansas City about a half point favorite here, so I think we got a little value. You know, Vegas at plus three is not bad either. Um, I just don't think, uh, especially if we're doing the teaser here, getting it up over seven. I don't know why we would think that Kansas City can distance themselves. They cannot distance themselves from anybody. Um, that game last week, that was not a victory for me and for from a Kansas City perspective, um, given who they were playing against there at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these teams' top 10 pressure rate. Raiders, number one in the league in big pass plays. We'll see if Deshaun Jackson keeps that going. Chiefs, number 26 in giving up big pass plays. Chiefs don't create big pass plays. Raiders, top 10 in defending big pass plays. Uh, I just don't see enough difference between these two teams to, uh, you know, get Kansas City to a nine-point victory, which is what it would take to ruin our teaser in this game. All right, yeah, last year Derek Carr almost swept the Chiefs. Uh, the, the He passed for six touchdowns. Raiders put up 71 points in those two games against Kansas City. Uh, the Raiders 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six as division home dogs. And Scott... At what point do you think the betting public just uh, says, we finally believe what we see? The Chiefs are 3-16-1 against the spread in the past 20. <laughs> I think it's going to be tough, man. They, yeah. You know, they've got high-profile guys, Mahomes, Kelsey, right? It's tough to, 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 to bet against them, but that's what's happening, right? Well, when you look at the Raiders, too, are you a little bit concerned about all the, uh, uh, the chaos that's gone on with that organization here in the past month and afraid that the wheels are going to fall off? Or are you not worried about that? You think Derek Carr is going to steady things and bounce back after a poor performance last week against the Giants. I think it's a reasonable concern, Matt, but if we look at last week, you know, they moved the ball last week, 65% success rate running the ball, 53 uh, passing the ball. It was the turnovers, obviously, that killed them, uh, you know, failing in the red zone. Obviously, that could happen again, but, uh, you know, it wasn't short because they couldn't move the ball last week. They just didn't execute down the road. Obviously, that could continue to happen, but, um, I'm not too worried about it. I, th- I think they'll be okay, especially back home. Six Sense NFL. Follow him up on Twitter. His name is Scott Kellen. Scott, it's good to talk to you, sir. Thank you very much for the time. All right. Good luck, guys. See you. Appreciate it. You too, sir. All right. If you're just joining us, uh, we did get news in the National Football League about, uh, let's call it 15 minutes ago or so, that knee sprain that Alvin Kamara has been dealing with. Didn't practice today. Humans, he is officially out against the Tennessee Titans. So the Saints now up to three, varying juice around that three in some spots. Yeah. Uh, but this is, again, you know, it's funny. We, we have these conversations all the time about running backs. They're worth to the point spread, mm-hmm. right? We've seen instances. The Cleveland Browns didn't have their top two running backs, one and covered against the Denver Broncos. Tennessee Titans didn't have their top running back, one and covered against the Los Angeles Rams as underdog. It's another test for that theory here now against the Tennessee well, Titans. Well, I think you worded that the right way because it's going to test that theory. Alvin Kamara means so much to that Saints offense, not only running the ball but catching passes right. out of the backfield because the Saints just don't have that dynamic receiving core they used to have. So Kamara means more in the passing game than even even more than he used to, I believe. Uh, I like the Saints in this spot. I think it's a good situational spot to bet the Saints. I'm not sure I'm going to use them as a contest pick. Now with Kamara out, I was optimistic that he might play, but now with him sitting out, I uh, might pass on that uh, Saints side, even though I still like it. If uh, you force me to play it, I would play Saints plus three. 178 total touches for Alvin Kamara so far this year uh, and seven touchdowns. So, he, like, to your point, he, he's a really big part of the offense. He's not the traditional between the tackle running backs as we come. Right, there. and they did pick up Mark Ingram, so that yep. would help the running game a little bit. But uh, I still think he's going to be missed a lot because you're talking about an inexperienced quarterback and Trevor Simeon who's going to be looking for a guy like that. He, he's going to look for the check down to the running back a lot, and he's not going to have that with Kamara. Yep, well, at least you get a guy that's been in the system in Ingram. So we'll see, right. but uh, I would agree, even with the loss of Kamara, 
uh, still a favorable spot. And I would assume by the time we get to Sunday, you might even get that three and a half because of this news in the market reacting as such. All right, we'll come back. Jimmy Vaccaro to join us in studio. We'll talk about a big futures wager that was placed here at the South Point Sportsbook wow. on a team to win a title. We'll tell you who that team is and how much it was for on the other side. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, with college basketball tipping off this week, now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Hoops Peterson, JVT, Tim Murray, and more. Provide the predictions for win totals, futures, conference champs, and tournament teams. Sign up today. Get your copy for $9.99. vcin.com slash subscribe. Jimmy V, good to see you in studio, man. You fired up about the start of college hoop season? Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. You know, quickly I'll add this. I, what's amazing anymore, you're watching this stuff. I think there's about 30 or 40 games tonight. There were 70 games a couple of nights, yep. nights ago. And as we talk about it openly, I mean, there wasn't, uh, of course, it's been like 30 years. that We never, never even booked college basketball games until January 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. But what it does show you, getting plenty, plenty of business, people just enjoy playing. I mean, let's call it like it is. It's like a new part of like what you do. It's like an entertainment thing. Yes, we have the guys trying to obviously pick your brains out or whatever, but the, uh, they're not even... They're not even trouble anymore because obviously every everything else is just overwhelmed by the rest of the world getting involved in all these sports. That's right. Betters get their faces kicked in last week in the NFL. They come right back for more, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of <laughs> things. That, uh, I shake my seventy six year old head, but uh, I want to I want to say to some degree, and I, I'm shining my behind. But like you know, you could see this coming if you understood anything about this crazy racket that we're in, because you you seen from you know from uh, week to week, month to month, year to year. There was a time parties were never even thought of. Now they got we got a party every we just had the Breeders' Cup thing from Thursday to Monday. Uh, naturally way back when I can still remember I think it was I think it was Bum Phillips or somebody else where Caesars Palace invited uh, uh, ex coaches or ex players to come be a part of the party for Super Bowl week. That just opened the door for everybody to obviously come forward. So in my little dissertation there, it's quite different. But you know what? The old man had a little shot of like thinking, I know this is coming. <laughs> well, you, you know a lot of stuff. So let's get to some of the uh, things that have happened around here. First off, you guys took a big bet. Futures market, Chicago Bulls 40 to 1, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, futures is obviously uh, uh, 99% of the time, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to do well because, first of all, the juice is in there to begin with. Even if you put up fair prices, the juice on that is going to be about, you hold between 30 and 33%. Now, this one here, obviously, you, we have till June to figure it out to see what happens. These things are in for someone who understands behind the racket, like Chris does. I mean, it, 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 you look and say, wow, $160,000, well, at 40 to 1. But, you know, if you penciled it out, it's probably about 80 to 1. So you go from there. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys at in terms of NBA futures at this point? Like, a- uh, it, it, The same junk yeah. with the Lakers. I mean, if we, if we keep them out of there and, and the Nets, you know, stuff like that. But the, you know what? The, nobody bets the 
the other ones anymore. It's very, very seldom. You might get someone try to sneak something in if they like the Warriors. If they won four in a row, then you like try to go a hundred here, hundred here, whatever to get uh, maybe get fifteen to twenty to one for for two or three thousand. It's not it's not serious. Then he mentioned last year, like the Suns, for example, got kind of popular with yeah. You guys. yeah. You know, yeah. there's always one, and yeah. then put look at this also. You you want a couple sleepers in it because it adds when you get to the playoffs. If you have someone like whoa, that team's in there too. So uh, put it this way. Bet me all the futures you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to football. Let's kick it off here with uh, Falcons, Cowboys. Get some big favorites on the board this mm-hmm. week, Jimmy. Uh, Cowboys, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I talked to a few guys, a few bookmakers, guys like yourself this week. You said they're seeing a little bit of sharp money on the Falcons. Are you seeing that this week? Yeah, we're, at, uh, we're down to nine-and-a-half. We opened at ten, and Chris took a pretty big play on, on the plus ten. And you know, here it is. It's like uh, if you figure the NFL out this year, you're an absolute, absolute genius. What you see from what you saw last night. I mean, just look at it. I mean, you're looking at a team where, where uh, I mean, first of all, the kid who, who ended up in quarterback didn't even, you know, to play the whole second half of the game. Uh, you obviously saw, like, you keep, you keep saying to yourself, like, even on the Sunday, say, you know, you know Buffalo's going to come back and win this game. But they just – and last night, how – how this kid, the quarterback for the Ravens, played that bad, I'll never know. Mm-hmm. Big pickup. And here's, excuse me one second. Here's the biggest thing about yesterday's game for us. It's a Thursday. It's the first NFL game of the weekend. And we knocked out a big teaser play already. Yep. So they got to get back in line yep. to load up again. So it was a monster. It was, it was a very, very good win for us yesterday because they lost the game outright. Yeah, adds on to the weekend that was too, right? So uh, let's go to Green Bay and Seattle then because this one's got a lot of noise around the two quarterbacks, right? Russell Wilson. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. How have you guys handled it throughout the week? What's the action been like? You know, with delicate shoes. You know, you don't want to get caught where the game is not picking because he does play, he didn't play, whatever. Uh, That's a pain in the ass for the bookmakers. And see, what what really is a pain in the ass is like when you have to explain to people why you can't bet this on the parlor card, why you can do this, what's going on, Jimmy? You know he's going to play now. You know, you can't have it up during the course of the week. Somebody might find that before you. So who needs the aggravation? All right, let's look at the Sunday night game in Vegas. Brent Musburger on the call. Chiefs and Raiders. It's been chaos for the Raiders, Jimmy, for the past month or so. And um, the Chiefs have consistently underperformed. How about this? 316-1 against the spread in the past 20. What? Who? The Chiefs. They're what? They were. Huh? Go ahead. 316-1 against the spread yeah, in the past 20 right. games. All right, so Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. You'll find a three out there somewhere, total of 52 what are you seeing or what do you anticipate on this Kansas City-Las Vegas game on Sunday uh, night football? The threes won't last anytime you throw it up. Because, first of all, if you're watching the same Chief team that I'm watching, it's like, you know, who, who are they to lay any points? And obviously, the, the Raiders lost. But the Raiders, were, they're producing much better than I thought they were from beginning of the year to begin with. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to wind up needing the Chiefs for what I would consider a, a big play. I really do. Really? So how do you guys, for, for those who are listening and for the first time, you guys don't alter the juice, right? You're always at minus 110 here. Right. So other books will kind of protect themselves going to minus 120, even whatever it is. So how do you guys handle hovering around the three like it's, that? It's never been days? changed. I mean, yeah. I'm going back to the Barbie Coast with Michael Gontham 35 years ago and Frank Toady, his partner. Just like, uh, and obviously, you know, you can get your ass dunk pretty good if it comes three every now and then, which it does. But in the long run, what it does for us, it's like it doesn't confuse the general public. They walk up, you know, walk up. And say, well, it's two and a half minus a dollar twenty. Well, what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's that came from Michael, but it's been carried on from generation to generation. If we go back two and a half to three, if it falls, big deal, pay him and go to the next game. I said big favorites on the board this week. So the Bills laying twelve. <laughs> 
Uh, 12 and a half at the Jets. You got your Steelers. Your yeah. Pittsburgh guys. Steelers, eight-point home favorites over the uh, Lions. Still looking for the first win. Uh, how how do these big favorites typically get bet? Do you get, uh, do you get much sharp action on those games because uh, sharp guys think they, the number's inflated on the yeah. dogs, and then you get the public to come in and basically play the Steelers on a teaser here, knock it down to minus two. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, you hit, you hit on both, uh, both the chords you just said. Obviously, it's like and when the joint's going good, in other words, if the, if the dogs are showing up, and then the smarts will jump in you know, early Monday or Tuesday. It's always been the same thing. If you want to bet the dogs, for people to understand, you got to bet early in the week. If you want to bet the favor, you usually should wait because it's going to go down. And our biggest nightmare, nightmare for any bookmakers, like, let's say like the Steelers took the Lions plus the nine, now it's down to eight. Steelers win the game by one, two, three, or four, I mean, you pay the plus, and you and the teaser's live. That's the big jeopardy that we have with these games. Oh, I thought you had something. Apologies. All right, let's go to a couple of other games before we get you out of here. It looked like you had something. Uh, I got to go to the spa. How much time we got to use? You have three here? more minutes. Two more I got minutes. you for it. Okay. Two more minutes. Alvin Kamara, Saints running back's not going to play for New Orleans. So mm-hmm. when it comes to an adjustment like that, we've, we've talked about this. I don't know how you feel. Running back's not really worth much to a point spread into an individual game. But guys like that are built a little differently when the market reacts to it. I just uh, assume you guys follow in step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he means something, whether yeah. it's a half a point or a point. I, th- I think he does. The Henry kid, I mean, there's a great example. Like he's w- worth a point and a half. I've never seen I've never seen that anything like that, you know, with a running back who could obviously – and a point and a half is big, especially if you're dealing around the three, three and a half or four. And take this down, Mr. JVT. The last guy – that I can remember who changed the number on the defense unit was, come on. Last Lawrence Taylor. You got it. I mean, he changed right? the okay. point spread when we went way back. That was if before JVT was born. Yeah. Well. yeah Lawrence <laughs> Taylor, he played for the uh, UNLV. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? Like you don't know who he's going to play for? But no, he was, and he was. It was a big move. I mean, yeah. think about it. defensive player three points. Unbelievable. Three points. Yeah. Wow. All right. So you hear. For a two- or three-week stretch, man, the books are getting crushed. Mm-hmm. And uh, then last week, the books battle back and the public gets crushed. In the big picture, how's the NFL season been for the bookmakers? I wish we started over again. It's been a monster, an absolute monster. The one big losing week, and uh, uh, there was probably about two or three weeks. It was like you win a few dollars or whatever, and there was like four or five weeks. Is like, how much can you count? I mean, let's take it to the cage. <laughs> Listen out there, kids, and I say this with all sincerity. Huh? I care if you blow your brains out and you need a few dollars to get home with. I've done that. But, like, you know, don't feel sorry for us because in the long run, we don't feel far, sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit the spa, man. Good to see you. See you guys later. All right. Thanks, All right, Jimmy V. Good to see you. Mr. Vaccaro. Sorry, Mr. Vaccaro. It's good to see you, buddy. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dog. Hey, dog. <laughs> Jimmy V. Always active on Twitter, by the way, as well. So you can follow him on there at Jimmy Vaccaro. So. All right. Well, we get the insight there. As he said, the um, – Sharp bettors come in all the time, grab those pretty big numbers with a lot of these favorites, so you'll see it. But the betting public can't help themselves, man. They'll be on teasers. They'll be on money line parlays, and that's why you get weekends like you did last weekend. It's tough to beat the NFL, but people love to play it. Uh, I've talked to a few bookmakers this week. Sharp money on the Saints, mm-hmm. the Eagles, the Jets, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. That's the nice. most. That's a consensus answer. Those five teams, Saints, Eagles, Jets, Seahawks, Falcons. We got best bets coming up next. Yes, we do, uh, which will include a look ahead to the weekend. We got that number for Gonzaga and Texas. You and I will both share a play on that game, and we'll talk about that on the other side because it seems uh, the line is a little bit closer to those Ken Palm projections we were talking about yesterday.
the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, welcome back. The final segment of The Edge today is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's right for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zen. Head over to Zen.com slash find a located store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, 
JVT, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical, if you did not know that. I did. I did. <clears throat> As a former smoker, I remember. <laughs> much so. uh, all right. So, uh, NBA, let's get to the plays uh, of the day. Best bets. Nothing to recap from last night. Uh, we'll point out those we talked about yesterday, right? Waited out in that Clippers game, see if they got off to a poor start. See if they can come back and win that thing. Down by 16, mm-hmm. come back, win that thing and by three win. points. Six consecutive Clippers are points. hot. Yep. Telling you, baby, watch out. This Clippers team's pretty good. Second in defensive efficiency. Offense is getting better day by day. So, did you that, lock in a Paul George MVP bet? I got it before the season at 50 to 1. 50 to 1, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling better about that every day, too. George has been fantastic. 27, 8, and 7 over this winning streak for him. He has been great. All right. Uh, Friday's plays. So, there's actually, uh, I wanted to put in, throw in a few more here. I think there's quite a few plays on the board, but limited it to three here for the show. Uh, so, we'll go. And quite a, these, quite a bit of these move, man. Like, when, if you're going to be betting the NBA consistently, if you feel like you got an edge, bet these early in the morning because these move pretty rapidly mm-hmm. in those early morning hours. So, we'll start with the Hornets uh, catching one and a half. Uh, on the road against the New York Knicks. This is another, or excuse me, at home against the New York Knicks. This is something we talked about yesterday. The Hornets, I think, are at a play-on spot here. We've talked about the Knicks' perimeter defense, how poor it has been. Hornets like dribble-drive penetration, mm-hmm. shooting out there, kicking out the three-point shooters. They think they should be able to take advantage here. Knicks have been overvalued this season. Give me the Hornets plus one and a half at home. You've had this circled for a couple days. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think this is going to be a good match. But hopefully I'm right. Hopefully this uh, works out, obviously, with all of them. Uh, next up, Nets minus 7.5. This is up to 9 now. They're on the road against the New Orleans Pelicans. Th- this is just, again, one of those plays like from a power rating standpoint, humans. The Pelicans, I wrote about this uh, today. You know, we talk about Houston, Orlando, right, Detroit, as some of these teams who are the worst in the NBA. The Pelicans right now are the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. And yet, when you're on the road here for Brooklyn, this opener of seven and a half, they're laying two and a half points fewer, three and a half points fewer than in spots against the Magic, than in the Pistons. So give me the Nets minus seven and a half there. And then the Suns plus one and a half. This was the best play of the morning because this is flipped. This was completely the wrong number. I think the Suns should have been favored on the road. They've covered six consecutive, won six consecutive games, mm-hmm. covered five of them. Grizzlies, the worst defensive team in the NBA. Suns now a two-point favorite on the road, which is uh, a much better, a much more accurate number. Would you get those be. plays early in the morning at uh, vcin.com slash JVT, yep, right? Yep, yeah. all those are up there in the write-up. So, yeah, go check those out. I put them up every morning about uh, 8 o'clock the latest in the morning is when they'll go up on these thick cards like this. So, 16 and 9, hopefully that improves as we get to Monday. Uh, best bets for college basketball. I'll, I'll just give my play, and I'll let you uh, have the floor here because we have the same play here. But uh, we talked about that potential projection on the Ken Palm line, right, of Gonzaga, a mm. uh, projected 80-70 to 70 win over Texas by Ken Palm. Uh, well, the number out there is 7.5, 8.5. So give me Texas plus the points there against Gonzaga. And then finally, in the National Football League, no additions. Uh, Falcons plus 9.5, Patriots minus 1.5, and, and then that three of that two. Two-team, six-point teaser with the Raiders and the Vikings. Wow, we got some similar NFL plays. Patriots, minus one and a half. Falcons, plus nine and a half. Those are two of mine as well. Yep. Uh, Actually, unfortunately, had the uh, Ravens on a teaser last night with the Raiders, and uh, that's a loser, so I'm going to have to re-bet that one this weekend. But uh, also, I've got the Patriots, minus one and a half. Falcons, plus nine and a half. And Vikings, plus three for my best bets in the NFL. And... um, the Falcons were added today. Some for some reason not on that graphic, but uh, uh, the Falcons are a play at plus nine and a half. All right, let's get to uh, college football best bets, and I've got I believe seven of them on the list today. Two of them early in the week: Iowa over Minnesota, Penn State over Michigan. Uh, playing Baylor plus five and a half over Oklahoma. Tennis, two big dogs in high-profile games against. Two likely playoff teams here. Tennessee plus 20 and a half against Georgia. I think Hendon Hooker 
and those uh, Vols receivers are going to be the first offensive group that's uh, really got the firepower to test this Georgia defense deep down the field in the passing game. Purdue plus 21 over Ohio State. You've also got backdoor capability. I still think there are a lot of holes in that Buckeyes pass defense, and Purdue can exploit that. Mm -hmm. Nevada plus three at San Diego State uh, Saturday night, and we're playing Notre Dame minus five and a half against Virginia. We don't have a lot of time here, but I wrote that up for the VSIN website in the New York Post, uh, so you can see why I like the Irish if you check that out. There, I believe I'm going to add Arkansas over LSU, but uh, we'll go with those four, those seven plays for the show right there. Iowa, Penn State, Baylor, Tennessee, Purdue, Nevada, and Notre Dame. I mentioned the NFL best bets. Let's get to hot college hoops. Uh, last night, I had Northern Colorado minus two and a half against Hawaii, JVT. That was in the Rainbow Classic. Mm-hmm. I checked the score at halftime. The Northern Colorado Bears up 39-23. to 23. <laughs> yeah. Looks pretty good. Might be able to coast home. Next time I check the score, it leads down to six with 30 seconds to go. Then it's down to one with three <laughs> seconds to go. And the Bears hit two free throws uh, late to win that game by three, 81 to 78. It's rarely easy. But uh, Northern Colorado gets their four and two on college hoops uh, so far. Friday plays. BYU minus three over San Diego State. The game is tonight in Provo. I made that number four and a half, and I like BYU a little bit better anyway. I think this Aztecs team's uh, a little overrated at this point. I did play Villanova, as I mentioned this week. I was going to take Villanova at anything more than three against UCLA tonight. One of the Bruins' best big men, Cody Riley, is out. And uh, the Wildcats' weaknesses are smaller front line, but they can play small ball now against UCLA and be successful. So I like that matchup. So tonight it's BYU minus three. That's 872 on the rotation and 887 Villanova plus four. One for Saturday. Texas plus seven and a half over Gonzaga. That number is out. The Ken Palm number was 10. I made the number three. I'll take seven and a half here. I know the Longhorns, you got a concern. They have a lot of new players. They're going on the road to Spokane, a tough place to play. But Chris Beard is a great defensive coach. I watched the Zags in their opener on Tuesday night, and this team is way overrated. Yep. Uh, so uh, we're taking the seven and a half with the Longhorns. You have that as the best bet as well. Yes. So hopefully the luck continues in college hoops, but I'm with you. Bench, you and I both not big fans of the Gonzaga bench, pretty young, didn't have yeah. a lot of production the first game out. So we'll see, but agree with all the points there. All right, we've got three games to get to quickly in these last couple of minutes on a football Friday. Uh, not a lot of the Chargers and the Vikings because we have made our feelings known here, but this comes down to one thing, Chargers and their run defense, right? Your scheme, we could talk about you inviting the run. At the end of the day, you're doing more than inviting the run mm-hmm. <laughs> Inviting the run when you're ranking 26 or lower in almost every single run metric defensively. How you match up against Minnesota, it seems pretty poorly on paper, so uh, I think the Vikings very much live here in this spot against the Chargers. Yeah, I do too. By the way, the Vikings have played a lot of close games. I expect this one to be similar. They've lost four games by four points or fewer Mm -hmm. this season. They've been a tough luck team that really is a better team than the record indicates, but that's that's who the Vikings are. Kirk Cousins and the the Vikings, they find ways to lose games. Uh, Hopefully they don't find a way to lose this one, and if they do, they lose by three or less. I took the Vikings plus three here. Dalvin Cook and the Vikings run the ball well. The Chargers don't stop the run. You and I have talked about this over and over for weeks. That's why I think this is a favorable matchup for Minnesota. Take the, take the dog plus three. Let me give you this number, too. Since 2014, the Chargers as home favorites, 16-27 and 27 
against the spread. This is one of their worst. This is their worst role. Home favorites. Uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, quarterback questions for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray officially going to be a game time decision yet again. We'll see how his injury responds over Saturday and Sunday. So we don't have official word on who's going to start quarterback there. Positive trend for Kyler, but still game time decision nonetheless. Arizona right now ten and a half with a total of forty four, and it looks like we will see Cam Newton. He will not start. Uh, but Joe Brady being quoted as everything is on the table when it comes to Cam Newton appearing in this game. That's interesting because you have to change the offense quite a bit, don't you, to adjust from uh, Sam Darnold to Cam Newton? I don't know if you adjust that much when your offensive line's that bad. What's there to adjust? Like, just don't get killed. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. <laughs> but you're right. Like, I think Cam, the Cam Newton was so like, ineffective as a passer when he was with the Patriots. Right. Uh, I guess it's going to be a run-heavy offense. And that might be a good thing. Who knows? If you don't have a quarterback throwing picks, maybe the Panthers are going to be in better shape. By the way, they are 8-1 and one ATS in their last nine as road dogs. So this is a good role for the Panthers. Ah, good, good for them. Hopefully they can stick around because they have looked pretty bad. Yeah. And Robbie Anderson screaming at Sam Darnold on the sidelines. We don't get to see that this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Last weekend. Uh, and last but not least, the Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers. We'll have more on this on Monday. But uh, those fours. The market is with me, Matt Eumanns. The fours are starting to disappear. Three and a halfs are starting to appear. Mm -hmm. It seems like this is the buy low spot for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, they haven't won a home game in more than a year, so it's time. You don't want to bet on the do factor. I, I think the, the Niners are a confounding team because like you and I mentioned this week, there are a lot of positive numbers when you look at this team, but a lot of negative results. Yep. Uh, so... I'm not quite sure. I do think it could be a buy-low spot with the Niners. You're going to see strong two-way action on this game. I think a lot of public betters are going to be looking to fade San Francisco. Uh, by the way, Treasure Island in Vegas has got a four-and-a-half. If you like the Niners Ooh. side, you can get your four-and-a-half right out the there. Trip. That's the best number I see in the market. Straight shot from here. Uh, by the way, the 49ers, favorites at home in every single game, an average of 3.6 points late against the Packers, Seahawks, Colts, and Cardinals. Now a four-point underdog at home. All right, we're all done. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck this weekend. My guys in the desert coming up next. Visa.com. Go there now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.